Welcome to Golden Point Sports, your number one sports talk podcast. Now for your host, two guys who are killing the dad bod book, living out their faith, and talking sports, Robert Foster and Brad Winter. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of Golden Point Sports. Usually it's Robert and I showing off our dad bod and, and talking sports and faith, but this week Robert has to go into work. If you're not sure, uh, go check the weather from last week for the South. That explains a lot of things. But uh, I'm able to come on today and talk to our special guest, uh, the NFL Fan of the Year, Brandon Galloway. And Brandon, thanks so much for coming on, sir. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. And I'm looking forward to this. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's finally uh, getting some nice weather out here where I am in uh, Middle Tennessee, finally. But, um, you know, we we did a whole week of snow and ice, so it's good to see the sun back up. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. We still have some snow on the ground, but for the most part, just melting. Uh, I like snow, but to an extent. So uh, right. <laughs> I totally get it. All right, Brandon. Well, you know, it's awesome to have the fan of the year on. Uh, Robert uh, has been super excited because you are a Titans fan. Uh, and he thinks Titans, Titans in general don't get a lot of respect from the NFL. Uh, and so in saying that, congratulations on that. Uh, but how did you become the NFL fan of the year? Yeah, so the um, the Tennessee Titans sent out a, uh, like a, it's like a contest. Um, you know, one of those sweepstakes type deals where you enter into it and you just kind of, you know, put something about yourself and, uh, you know, why you be a good you know, a uh, good representative for the Titans for the fan of the year. I had no idea really what this was because this was their first year doing it. And the Titans always sends out these, you know, numerous of these sweepstakes and they'll give out a, you know, a free suite or free tickets to a game or something like this. So I really didn't think much of it at all. And then it kind of just went from one thing to the next, you know, it went from, um, you know, it was Eddie George and Lance Smith, who's their game day uh, hype man. He, uh, they hit me on one of their shows and, they told me I was going to get in there and do a trivia, which is what they would do for most season ticket holders. Uh, but they, you know, they surprised me with the fan of the year for the Titans and just kind of blew up from there. That's really cool. And so, you know, you just talked about having an interview with Eddie George and, and the, the kind of the hype guys for the Titans, which is pretty awesome in and of itself, especially since Eddie George is a Hall of Famer. Uh, or should be. I can, I'm not a big Titan fan, but I know the name Eddie George, obviously. But oh, yeah. did you have any other interviews with NFL personnel before uh, they took you on to the awards? No. So that was the first thing that um, that they did for me. I want to. I mean, I, you know, obviously, you always or Titans ticket holders are always in communication with their representatives, right? So okay. we, I have. Um, lots of communication with her just you know uh, upcoming events that's happening at Nissan Stadium from you know different things that the Titans are doing and uh, she just was like hey you know they want you to come on the show and do like this trivia game are you available or whatever and I was like yeah cool whatever and uh, it turned out to be some you know a lot bigger than what that was but uh, outside of that um, up until that point I did not have any other interviews with anybody from the NFL. Gotcha. So, you know, you got to have an experience where, you know, you got to stand next to Derrick Henry uh, in front of millions of TV viewers, which in and of itself is pretty awesome. And then also oh, yeah. you got to go to the Super Bowl, which, I mean, I even saw the ticket prices. It Usually is, it's pretty expensive. This year is insane uh, how much the ticket prices mm -hmm. were. But uh, from all the stuff that you were able to experience after you found out you were the NFL fan of the year, what was your favorite part of the whole experience? 
favorite part of the entire experience? Um, gosh, I don't know if I have a favorite part. I think, um, you know, meeting Derrick Henry is probably the, the, the top notch. And just not only just meeting him, but just having conversation with him, you know, uh, was a really nice part. He's, he's a regular human being. It's just good to kind of see these people that got all of this, you know, um, fandom out, but uh, you can still sit down and have just a normal, normal conversation with him. And he was so easy to talk to, very nice. And um, to do that with my wife was also amazing. Um, but, you know, the, the Titans, you know, I love the Titans so much. So for everything that they've done for me throughout this whole process, and I didn't ask for any of this, you know, but everything that they have done to kind of highlight me and highlight my story and my family has been really, really wonderful. And I never forget that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's always great. I mean, I'm, I'm a Steelers fan uh, and a Steelers organization usually goes above and beyond. So it's good to see another organization in NFL that really, truly cares about the, their fan base. And so... Yeah. Uh, you know, as talking about fan bases and whatnot, you know, you are a Titans fan. Uh, my co-host is a Titans fan. Uh, and so uh, what do you, he wanted, you, he wanted you to ask, ask some questions about the Titans. And so the first one is, what do you think the Titans need to do to make the Super Bowl in 2022? Well, that's a, that's a, a loaded question. Cause the, the bottom line is the Titans, you know, when you see another NFL like winning or, or, or Super Bowl contender up close, uh, like I was able to do, and it, it does kind of give you some sense of what the Titans need. And I don't know, like I, I initially thought the Titans needed a whole lot to get to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to have to really um, draft better and get some better free agents to help them on the defensive end while also improving the offense and special teams. I think there is a you know, that game that uh, Tampa Bay played down at the Super Bowl was, I mean, they were almost perfect on, on all three phases. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's a it's a growing thing. And it's not one thing that I can say that the Saints need to do to become a Super Bowl winning team. Uh, but I do believe just everything what they've done, they've done such a such a good job compared to what they were doing in years past. So now it's just they got to take it up a level. So, you know, we can't have our first round draft picks about to get cut from the team a year after they get drafted and things like that like we need to be able to hit on players and uh you know consistently um you know perform on the field on Sundays and that's really what's going to boil down to is how the players do um uh, you know on the field yeah no that makes sense and I would say and this kind of leads into the next question anyway you know you guys do lose Arthur Smith to the Falcons uh which I think is a huge win for that organization but I know it's a big loss for the Titans in general uh and, and but I think Mike Vrabel has been a, an amazing hire for you guys. I think he's done well with you guys, and I, I, I agree with that. I think you know I don't think much of the offensive special teams in Titans game from from an, uh, an outside fan looking in as much as a pass rush and really some corners. I think if you can solidify some of those in the draft, I mean I think you're a Super Bowl contender now. I just think there's you know there's a piece or two that you can get on defense. I think you'd be pretty solid. But how do you feel about the state of the Titans right now, like currently? Oh, I think I feel good about them. You know, I, I feel like they are they're growing their brand. They're uh, they're definitely doing more with the fan base that I absolutely love. You know, obviously everybody saw what happened with me, but they're doing like a fan advisory council now. Where they're getting 15 members of the fan base and bringing them in to help with different things to improve like the sessions and game day experience. And they're trying to do some upgrades to the stadium, things like that. So, I mean, I have no issues with the Titans right now. You know, a lot of people in Nashville want the – 
you know, the ends, the the dome or whatever, so we can get a Super Bowl and all that stuff here. And I, I'm I'm with that. I can understand it. But I love being outside for the games in the elements. I love being there with you know with the team. And um, I think that what they're doing is you know they're engaging the fan base, they're engaging the community, and uh, they're playing good football. You know, uh, we won our first division and like, like since 2008. Um, you know, here and and it was good to see that we lost our first home, we lost the home uh the first playoff game, but at least it's we're back in the playoff picture. Like when you when you start thinking about the top AFC teams that's gonna make it to the playoffs, the Titans should at least be in that list. And like you said, if we get you know a piece of here, a piece or two here, and the cohesion, the you know the culture keeps building, the uh, chemistry keeps building, you never know what'll happen. But it always depends on like who's playing the best when it comes down to playoff time. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And as a Steelers fan, you know, I think maybe our fates are changing a little bit where uh, I might not see us in the playoffs as a, as, a, as a Steelers fan. But I would say that when I'm looking at the top four or five teams in AFC, the Titans are definitely right up there. Uh, I mean, they have a great mm-hmm. offense. A.J. Brown's been an amazing pick for you. Corey Davis, you know, contract years always do wonders for wonders for players. Uh, he, he's done well. Right. Tannehill's resurgence. I mean, there's so many – got an offensive line that none were elected to the Pro Bowl – uh, but they had the best rushing attack and best, best offensive line in the whole league. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of good opportunities with the Titans. And, and I really like that they're taking on listening to the fans. Uh, Robert probably would complain about the, the growing bandwagon fan base. But, I mean, that's how you create a fan base, right, is by winning. You know, the Bulls. Uh, right. Nobody thinks the Bulls is good now. But before Michael Jordan really took off, uh, they were – giving away tickets to people for people to come to the United mm-hmm. arena to see the bulls play. Now they don't have to question giving away tickets. And so it's really cool uh, how the Titans are building that culture, building that fan base. And I've been to LP field for a game and I don't think it's, I mean, I've been there at nighttime with the wind blowing off the river and it's really not even that. I mean, it's, it, it's not fun, but it's not necessarily something that takes away from the game. Um, and so, yeah, so I hope that there's a Super Bowl that eventually comes. I, I wouldn't necessarily like the dome, but that's just me. Uh, but anyway, Enough about me. Let's talk about you, Brandon. So, you know, you do a mentoring uh, with, with, with others. And that's one of the highlights of you being the, the NFL fan of the year, why you were probably selected amongst many from the Tennessee Titans for their fan of the year. But but tell us more about uh, your mentoring with that, what, what you do with that. Why do you do that? Uh, you know, just give us a, a, glip, uh, a glimpse of what a day in your life looks like. So, you know, I started mentoring when I was very, very young. And, uh, you know, it was, the, it was the thing that really helped me stay out of, uh, you know, stay away from negative influences and bad, bad people and those type of things. It's just kind of was something that, you know, it came my way and, um, you know, it was just, it was life changing, you know. So it started, I was a little uh, t-ball coach of like six eight year olds at a summer camp and then it just kind of grew from that you know I knew I wanted to work with kids once I started to coach and it went from baseball to basketball to football to soccer I mean coaching and you know just mentoring and uh, my mentoring really started off just you know hey I'm gonna take you to church you know uh, I don't mind you know we would go to the movies I used to work at the movies and I had connections at the movies so we used always to get like free movie passes. So I'd be like, okay, I'll take you to the movies, but on the flip side, you got to come to church. So, you know, and it would become, you know, one or two kids. Next thing you know, my truck filled up with kids. And we used to do all this different stuff and, um, you know, go from the movies to bowling, to skating, to, you know, uh, now football games and, 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 you know, things of that such. So 
um, it really has kind of helped mold me into the person that I am today was, you know, learning those kids and their stories and stuff like that. But most of those kids now are adults. They're young men and um, they are, some of them have family of their own. So, you know, I have a lot of kids that I know that are doing extremely well. I do have some I know that have, you know, made some bad decisions or paying some consequences for it. But, uh, you know, that's just part of the life when you when you get into this type of deal. I will say the mentoring has absolutely changed my life in the uh, for the better because, uh, you know, when you're young and a teenager, just like them now or like they were, you know, it you just never know what what was coming. You never know what you really want to do with your life and kind of the way, but it, it kind of pointed, it gave me a sense of direction and uh, I'm forever grateful for it. Yeah, so this wasn't in the questions, but I, I don't think it'd be bad to ask you. Um, you know, if somebody's listening to our podcast, which uh, we have a we have a good amount of listeners, uh, they they are wondering how they can get into mentoring or coaching. I mean, coaching is a little easier maybe, but as far as mentoring, uh, what advice would you give them if they're, wanting to, if they're thinking about going into mentoring uh, the future generations? Yeah, so I, my philosophy on mentoring is maybe a little bit different because I don't think you can do it for, uh, you know, I don't think, you know, sometimes kids have come to like a daycare and you're their teacher for, you know, a, a year or two or whatever. Mentoring, in my opinion, is a lifelong deal. It's not something that you just do for a period of time unless the kid wants it that way. Children pick their mentors. Well, they do not pick their parents. They don't pick their teachers, but they do pick their mentors. It is a different type of relationship. And those kids will, they trust you with, I mean, everything. They trust you with their pain, their stories, whatever. So uh, most of my boys, I've been mentoring since they were like, you know, five, six, seven years old. And now they're 22, 23, 24 years old. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a true commitment. And um, you can't, like, I think, for me, at least, I can't say, I can't speak for anybody else, but I can speak for me. I never looked at them and said, I wanted something in return. You know, it's just, it's, this is, this is, this is me loving you, wanting the absolute best for you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth a hundred percent of the time. And then, um, and then we'll kind of go from there. You know, it is, um, so for people who want to get into mentoring, I mean, there are plenty of organizations around that, that have, mentorship type programs and you know uh, and things like that and obviously a lot of stuff goes on in different churches um that that you know kind of foster those type of relationships but um it is to me it is a lifelong thing kids choose their mentors and usually um you know it is a it is a lifelong relationship gotcha and it's really cool i, I will say but i'm not one of the guys that you mentored but i think that's awesome and and I think that's needed. And, and I appreciate the work that you're doing with those kids. And, I, and I, I'm sure they are too. You probably heard it before. Uh, you know, even if the, there's times where they told you they hated you two weeks ago, uh, you know, they're going to call you in a, in a couple months, say, all right, uh, I messed up. I need, I need your help. So it's yeah. just really cool. I, it, it's hard, it's messy, but it's needed. And, and it's really cool that you do that. So, you know, we talked about sports. We talked about the Titans. We talked about your experiences, NFL fan of the year. Uh, we also talked about faith. And so, I mean, I'm a, I'm a sports and rec minister. Uh, Robert uh, is a Christian and, and is very involved in his church. Uh, so I would, I would always usually like to ask our guests if they wanted to share uh, their testimony. It doesn't be long, it doesn't be short, but however you like to share it. Okay. So, I mean, what I would tell people is, you know, everything that I've always done when it comes to kids, I, my, my relationship with God has always been priority number one. And I feel like the vertical relationship that we have is the one thing, it's the one relationship that kind of moves us into these different things. I feel like that, uh, you know, a lot of our 
um, of who we are are based on our, our experiences and our relationships. And uh, my relationship with God has been one that has been uh, so amazing. And, uh, you know, and while I came from very uh, humbled beginnings, um, you know, God has shown a way to uh, always help me stay humble, but also remind me that he's always in control. So, you know, through through the ups and through the downs of life, and I've had the same ups and downs as other people have had. Um, no, I don't have a horror story. You know, my mother was uh, a single mom, but she did the absolute best she could. She is the um, she's the strongest woman I've ever met in my life. Um, and she did some things and she made some, you know, some tough decisions to help uh, to help her children grow. So I don't have like any type of a horror story, but my mom's faith and how I've seen her really... Um, tie into God's plan and really hold on to her faith through some of those challenging times has really helped me. Uh, God is at the center of, of everything that I do. Uh, my, my number one message in life is Jesus Christ. Um, and um, I want, and the whole, this whole thing, this whole mentor and everything else really just started out from a commitment to God first. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that, um, you know, that I've been able to get some recognition, but at the end of the day, God gets all the glory. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and I will say too, like some of the things you were mentioning, like you were saying how, you know, you, you, God continues to stay in control. And that's something that you try to focus on. I love John 330, where he says he must increase, but I must decrease. I mean, mm -hmm. it's hard. It's hard to put let God be in control of your life. And then two, I think it's really cool. So I think it, to me, at least it, it reflects what you do now in mentoring is that uh, it was your mom's faith to help mold who you are and, and help really show you who Christ was, even in the tough times. And that's what mentoring is. Mentoring is just being transparent and showing mm -hmm. people, hey, this is how I live life. It's not perfect, but I'm here to walk alongside you and help you learn from my lessons and hopefully encourage you uh, as you go throughout life. So it's really cool. I, so kudos to your mom. You know, single moms in general, it, it's a hard thing for people to do. For people to do, it's I think it's one of the hardest jobs out there, uh, if not the hardest job out there. So that's awesome that your mom uh, was able to display her faith to you and and really encourage you to have faith of your own. And so that's really neat. Mm -hmm. But uh, Brandon. Yep. It's been it's been awesome, man. I, I've really enjoyed this interview. Uh, you know, we have had guests on in the past uh, and it's been a while because uh, during the season, it's hard to get guests on as well as talk about sport, uh, the NFL. Because uh, that's where we focus on. But thank you for coming on, sir. Uh, Robert thinks I'm going to say Robert thinks because he's going to ask me to say tighten up here in a second. Uh, which kind of makes me cringe. But, uh, you know, it's awesome. The NFL is doing this fan of the year award. It's awesome uh, that a fellow Titan fan received it. So uh, tighten up, sir. Uh, I don't want to say that really ever, uh, but I'm going to say it here because you are a Titan fan. And I told Robert I'd do it. So uh, I appreciate it, Brandon. And uh, best of luck to you, sir. Thank you, man. Y'all have a good day. Tighten up. I'll see you later. Thank you. Welcome to Golden Point Sports Podcast. You can find us on Apple, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, and more. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Let us know what you thought in your comments. And go rate us and give us reviews on any other podcast site you listen to. Again, thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed this week's episode.